0: What is good, everybody, man? Welcome into the Blue Bloods, man. Special Sunday afternoon episode. Myself, my guy, Timothy Rosario, joining me today. Me and my guy, Coach Rev, will be back tomorrow for the live stream mm-hmm. at 4.30 p.m. Central on YouTube, all podcast streaming platforms. But, Timothy, man, huge day as the FCS rele- uh, releases the official bracket for the playoffs. We got to get into... Who who were the snubs? The seeding? you know. I, I think one side of the bracket is very loaded. The the Dakotas are real strong in that top right corner of the bracket. But Timothy, man, how you feeling today, man?
1: Dude, it's it's playoff time. Let's go. The best time of the year. It's the
0: the football where we actually have a good playoff. So let's do it. Uh, let's let's start here, man. I I don't think. The the seeding probably doesn't surprise a whole lot of people, as uh, South Dakota State obviously is going to be the one seed. I don't think many people are surprised. Montana's Montana gets to two. South Dakota gets to three. Idaho four. Albany five. I think where it gets a little interesting is the six through eight. Montana yeah. State sticks at the number six spot despite a blowout loss this weekend to Montana. You have Furman after a a loss to a one win. I mean, I don't know what happened yeah, in that waffle yeah, game. Yeah, and then you get Villanova that snuck into the eight seed. You know, me and you talked last night as I was doing the prediction article for the site. and I think we, we kind of I, I think seven of these aren't really surprising, but there was a huge debate I felt like between Montana State and North Dakota State, maybe even an Austin P for that eight spot. And the committee puts Montana State at six. Your thoughts on that? Because like for me, it looks like they put a whole lot of weight in that strength of schedule argument for the Bobcats.
1: Yeah, that that was the most surprising for me. Um, You kind of, I don't know, it's almost like they just gave respect to the fact that they just think that they're one of the best eight teams. And that's kind of where it went. Because if you look at the resume, I mean, I saw a stat. Montana State, they're one in three against teams over 500 this year. Um, Really, they beat Sacramento State, but didn't beat either of the elite teams in the big sky. Um, I think, specifically, if you line it up with North Dakota State, um, who got those two ranked wins uh, over SIU and Uh, you and I last week or yesterday, um, I kind of don't see how resume-wise you could put Montana State over NDSU. I mean, like you said, other than the strength of schedule. um, But even all the way up at six, like, that's – man, that's a lot of respect. Um, After getting blown out.
0: (laughs) I, I I, I think the Furman loss really helped them. Yeah, because I mean, obviously, if Furman wins yesterday. They're they're above them, and then there's probably a big debate between seven, you know, seven eight, and then the the two outside. I understand the Austin P argument because they are nine and one against the FCS. They have a top thirty strength of schedule. They're on a nine game winning streak, but that loss to Southern Illinois back in week one, yeah, right after the Bison just beat them decisively a week ago, it's kind of tough to make an argument that Austin P deserved a seat. So yeah. I kind of I get that one, but. You know, I, you know, me and Coach Fred talked about this about a week or two ago, and it's just how much of a difference really is it in the strength of schedule argument if they're within a reasonable range? So I, th- I want to say Montana yeah. State's fifth, North Dakota State's 13th. I mean, is yeah, it? That's nothing. That's nothing yeah, like I, I get it. And I also do I also wonder, we know we just talked about the Southern Illinois comparable game between Austin P and North Dakota State. I wonder if the committee looked at Montana State competing closer with South Dakota State at the time compared to North Dakota State late in the season. had anything to do with it. And let's yeah. be honest, I mean, Montana State didn't get blown out in any game outside of Montana who I think I think you can make an argument outside of South Dakota State might be the hottest team in the country right now. So I don't hate it. It just like when you split hairs. I think I think the Bison. I think they had a strong case to be that eight seed over Montana State, even though they got put to six. Which I I'm interested to see why they looked down on Villanova's resume like they did, because I felt like Villanova was a lock. But I guess they were right there on the bubble of in terms of getting the eight seed or being left out.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, no, nothing, nothing to disagree with there. I mean. Uh, it, it it's close um I would the only thing where it, it makes it look big now is because uh, you're looking at you know as they're gonna beat Drake and is gonna beat Drake and now you're looking at them traveling to Bozeman um which is a huge advantage um in that matchup I mean because I don't know about you but that that feels like a toss-up game to me and now that it's in montana State I mean that's that's crazy. Um that's a, that's a big advantage there. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, comparing it to how they both did against South Dakota State. Um that like I get that. Also, I mean, one was week one, right? Like, or
0: was it week right. two? It yeah, week, week two. Yeah. Week two. I mean, that's I guess you could compare that, but <laughs> it, I mean, I don't know how much weight I mean you talked about this in terms of bubble teams, which we're gonna get into next. I, I just I want to know, I wish the committee I, I wish it was kind of like an open press conference rather than just the guys on ESPN yeah. asking the questions, because I, I want to know how much weight they put into teams that are hot. Because you can argue right now, North Dakota State is playing better football than Montana State at this point of the season, yeah. and I wonder if that accounts for anything or not. And then also two injuries because you because uh, and we'll try to start shifting into the bubble a Colgan, a potential Cole Gonzalez injury, a potential Tyler Huff injury. How much did that play into how the committee? Because I'll be honest with you, if I'm Chattanooga Austin P. sitting there, whoever wins that first round matchup, if Tyler Huff doesn't play, I like oh, my man. chances to to win on the road against Furman. All day, yeah. Uh, it's yeah. it's it's interesting because I, I was very. I know people would have been pissed about it because obviously a nine and two SoCon champ who you know their big loss was without their starting quarterback, and they had a, a few other injuries on that team. I'd be pissed, too, if that team didn't get a seed. But still, it almost kind of sets up Chattanooga and Austin Peay to, I mean, make a run to the quarterfinals, and they might they, they – it'll be a tough game, Chattanooga-Austin P. I I think they match up really well. But that Furman game, by far, probably is the easiest second-round game if you're going to look for someone to upset a seed. I think you look at that possibly, uh, that Villanova-Youngstown matchup would be one that's kind of yeah. interesting. If they And I, I think we both agree – youngstown's probably getting past duquesne
1: oh yeah
0: oh yeah, uh, yeah. It, it's it it's it. but let's let's shift here man last four in first four out the last four in was mercer chattanooga Sac state youngstown state with the first four out being eastern illinois ut martin uc davis holy cross i know where we're both going with this because we talked about this last night that stanford win saved Sac state over uc davis because i definitely thought uc davis was getting in over Sac state
1: yeah that i mean that's just it's a tough i don't know it feels like a tough look i mean they just beat them like literally yesterday um so that's that's definitely a tough pill to swallow if you're if you're uc davis um especially like you, you were talking about considering injuries and stuff um man uc davis has been good ever since larrison's come back and um I guess they don't really – they don't get any credit for that. Um, you look at Sac State, I mean, yeah, they beat Stanford
0: and who, Nichols, I guess? Yeah, I guess Nick, I guess Nichols <laughs> ace really well. I yeah. was at that game, and I never thought that would be a key game on their resume.
1: Yeah, it worked out. Um, yeah, so I, I don't know. That, that That's a puzzling one for me. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like when you're talking about the playoffs, you should take into consideration like – you know, like, how's the team playing right now? Not saying that should be everything, but I mean, what they lost three of the last five is that what it was? Yeah. Um, and they haven't looked like good. I said, I mean, one of the, the team that they're being compared to, they, they beat, I mean, or they lost to. Um, so I don't know if I'm if I'm at UC Davis, that's that's tough. That's a tough pill to swallow.
0: It, it, it's weird because I get it's a power five win over Stanford. Like that's a heck of a win. I understand yeah. that, but UC Davis is has lost what one game since return since Larison has returned from injury. They lost that first game he returned, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. and then it's kind of been on a roll and looked really good yesterday against Sac State, who it they used to they used both polls now in the playoff committee room. That was a top ten win. Yeah. And now you're looking at UC Davis seven and three against the FCS two ranked wins, including a top ten win over Sac State yesterday, and it still it still wasn't enough. And I, I think there there's a strong argument to throw Youngstown State in this debate too because they're seven and three. They have the lone ranked win over Southern Illinois. So I mean, did it come down to Youngstown State's ranked win over Southern Illinois looking better than UC Davis's two ranked wins? I that, yeah, I, don't I mean I don't yeah I mean that 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 could be an interesting debate there I I am you know last night I was torn I t- I was texting you about this and I, I I was I got I think we predicted 22 of 24 teams right in the field seven yeah. of eight seeds and one of the teams we missed was UT Martin and I, my thing was is I I I understood they were probably going to be left out but I wondered if the committee was going to give them the benefit of the doubt having eight FCS wins. Plus they technically do have the head to head over Eastern Illinois. And I I just thought they were going to give them that benefit of the doubt, especially with how they missed out on the playoffs last year due to a coin toss. And man, I, I, I don't know. I, Cause yeah. <laughs> I don't know if they listed it in order, but they have Eastern Illinois ahead of UT Martin in this first four out. I, it just, it, it, i'll say this and i'll toss it to you ut martin has no one to blame but themselves because you can't lose to sanford in the last weekend of the season but at the same time and that is a tough pill to swallow when really your only true loss outside of that was an fb what an fbs loss to georgia and then you lose a competitive game to gardner webb who just won the conference yeah
1: yeah that's that's brutal for i forgot about the coin flip last year that's that's a ridiculous way for (laughs) your last two regular seasons. And yeah, I mean, yeah, that's a good point. I mean, you, you, all you had to do is beat Sanford and you're in. Um, But at the same time, if you're looking for consistency when, I don't know, comparing some of these resumes, I don't, I don't understand why, like, I know we were talking about Richmond earlier uh, or last night. I I don't understand why there's such a lock. When UT Martin is I don't. I don't see a whole lot of difference between the two resumes. Uh, I mean, UT Martin had twenty spots higher strength of schedule than Richmond. Um, you know, Richmond beat Elon, I guess. And uh, I don't know. I guess you know if if they had Eastern Illinois in such high regard anyway, and UT Martin beat them. Um, I don't. I don't know. I don't see. I don't see the difference between those two teams, really, other than, I guess, the conference. Like, you just given the CAA more respect than you are the
0: Big South OVC. Um, it's interesting because compare the losses, too. Oh, yeah. Richmond lost to yeah. what? Morgan State, who I think is a better team than their record shows. Yeah. But still, then you also though, lost to – you still lost to Hampton, too. Yeah,
1: that's, that's a terrible loss.
0: Yeah. I, is that a worse loss than Sanford and Gardner Webb? I mean, they're probably Absolutely. on the same plane, but I don't think it's a like UT Martin lost to a one win Woff team or anything like yeah. that. They lost to like two, and Sanford was a preseason top ten team who fought, battled some injuries, didn't live up to the hype, but they still have an All American quarterback, All American yeah. wide receiver, and it was on the road. Uh, that's it, I don't I don't know like like you said Richmond to be such a lock, which I thought they were in because they're one of the hottest teams in the country. That's that's still brutal for UT Marcus. I'm looking here because their argument, I listen, shout out to their sid Alex uh Bogus, He was saying that the, like the big issue that they had was Youngstown State because Youngstown they played Valpo, a non scholarship school, Robert Morris, and they have five wins over the worst teams in the conference in the Valley. Yeah.
1: Speaking of that, the Valley. So they get they get six teams in, right? Yeah. I don't know, like, so Youngstown they they lose close games to South Dakota.
0: You and I, um, who else? They lost a they lost a blowout to South Dakota State late South in the Dakota season, State. and then so
1: they get a win over Southern Illinois. I mean, I don't know, putting six six of those teams in, like, I like we already see we already saw it. they. Those teams they can't beat the top level in their conference anyway. So like, why do we need why do we need six teams in? Um, especially like you said, they, they didn't play anybody uh, out of conference. Um, yeah, I, I would have rather seen UT Martin um, or Eastern Illinois over Youngstown.
0: Uh, you, I would be okay with six teams. You know, we got to talk about it. I'm I'm happy they made it because listen they they've kind of been on the wrong end of the stick the past few seasons. But <laughs> you Chattanooga, <laughs> you know, I don't know how they made it, but I'm glad they did. Like I said, they've had some really bad luck over the past few I'm glad years. Too. But
1: I think they might make some noise actually. I think
0: they're pretty good if they can get past um, Austin P. A rematch with Furman without Tyler Huff is going to be brutal for the Paladins. But yeah. you you look at their resume: seven and three, a ranked win over Mercer. But they, I mean, outside of that, they got that loss to North Alabama, which is, I think, worse than any loss UT Martin has. UT Martin won more D1 games. I, I don't know what they saw. Because if, if, if you're asking me, I'm okay with what the committee did. There's a strong debate between UC Davis, UC, UT Martin, and Chattanooga for me for that last spot. And I'm very interested to see why did they give Chattanooga the edge because they have a win over a team in the field? But, that would, but I don't think that would put them over UC Davis because UC Davis has a win over SAC. Yeah. So I'm just interested to see what the committee's final – like what gave Chattanooga the boost in this situation where they got put over an 8-3 and three UT Martin, an 8-3 and three Eastern Illinois. And, I mean, they got the ranked win, so I guess you can put them over the Incarnate Word, which is where I want to go next. But your thoughts on that? Because I think it's the UT Martin-Chattanooga debate for me is where the committee messed up. Because I get the Youngstown, a top five blowout win over Southern Illinois. You have a a three-point loss to you and I on the road early, early in the season. And you have a three-point loss to South Dakota on the road, too. I get it. I'm okay with them sneaking in. Yeah. Uh,
1: Yeah, I I didn't even... I gave pretty much no chance for Chattanooga to get in. So it was, like, not even in my mind. Um, So, you know, it just kind of felt like you, you kind of had your opportunity at home against Furman. They didn't have their starting quarterback. Um, you know, you, you have the North Alabama loss, which um, I like North Alabama. I think they're going to be good in a couple of years, but I mean, that's a below 500 team. Um, yeah. I, it's tough for me to argue based on, just the, the, the record, the ranked wins, the, the strength of schedule that they deserve to be in. Um, so, I mean, other than you just think that they're a pretty good team, um, I, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't see how you could get there.
0: You know, the last thing I want to hit here before we get into the matchups is are you surprised that Western Carolina and Incarnate Word were not included in the first out yeah. discussion? Yeah really
1: surprised i don't i felt i thought western carolina was a lot closer um and then so in my mind before i saw the first four out like i was wondering how, how do you put chattanooga in over western carolina because you got the vmi loss but i that's to me comparable to the north alabama loss um and you know the, in the vmi loss you have their quarterback going down uh now i don't know if he would have been. I didn't really see what the injury was. It looked like he had a sling on, um, so maybe he wouldn't have been ready. Uh, and so that, that's what—that's where my mind went—is like, okay, did they think Cole was going to be out, and so they just took him all the way off? Because uh, resume-wise, they—I think they compared really well to Chattanooga at least, and UT Martin and Eastern Illinois. So um, I was bummed for them. Wanted to see them get in, but yeah. Yeah, Uh, and then Incarnate Word. So I kind of thought they would be closer just because they've been ranked so highly all year. And um, I thought that would maybe take more precedent. But, I mean, I get it. Like, you know, only, what, seven D1 wins? Um, Nobody very impressive. Um, The results haven't been very impressive. So, you know, I'm surprised they weren't closer just because um the, the polls have had such a high opinion of them all year, but um I, I don't know. I don't I don't know how much complaining you can do this year in kind of word,
0: Yeah. The I think the committee set a precedent this year where this team kind of resembles Fam U from last year. The nine and two Fam you team that got left out where they had the non D one win. They weren't dominating teams. They didn't have a ranked win. They had a yeah. poor strength of schedule. The committee set the precedent that if you're nine and two, you're playing non D one teams. You're not looking impressive. We're not putting you in over yeah. a over a team over a bubble team from the Valley, the SoCon. I mean, or, yeah. or the Big Sky or wherever it might be. You got to go out and play. And I think it, it, I feel bad for Carton War for this because I do know it wasn't their fault that they played North American because Samford backed out of a home and home right mm. before the season they didn't have a chance that's to schedule right. anybody but at the end of the day that's the precedent they set and i kind of like it because it's going to force teams to get away from those d2 yeah. games especially if you and i also think it hurt them with the northwestern state cancellation now i know it For wasn't sure. really it was out of their control as a tragic situation but that didn't help either and yeah. the way they lost to Nichols in a blowout fashion at home Every every voter in the country, and you know this, was waiting for Incarnate Word to slip up so they could tank them in the rankings. Yes, I really, mean, they yeah. went; <laughs> it, 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 they they were ready to pounce. So I think the playoff committee felt that. And then for Western Carolina, I'm with you. I really do think Cole Gonzalez's injury played a part, and also they were trending downwards because they weren't looking super impressive late in the year. The Desmond Reed injury was still kind of looming over them. They yeah. have those two ranked wins, but it was a team trending downwards. Comp- so Sac and,
1: State,
0: yeah, yeah, that's that's from, what I don't yeah. get. But uh, yeah. at the end of the day, too, we both know a sack State from the Big Sky is going to get the benefit of the doubt yeah. over Western Carolina, sadly. It's the branding, it and, I, yeah. and I get it. But, yeah, I'm with you on that. But, man, to get to the field. Yeah, man, let's do it. Oh, man. So your first takeaways from the bracket. Let, let's, let's do this. Which seeded team has the easiest road to Frisco?
1: I like Montana's. Well, I mean, uh, having said, like South Dakota State, I think is probably going to beat everyone they play, and it. Probably, I, I
0: don't it, think it matter where they put them; yeah, they could they could have put them in gonna, any region. <laughs> if I would been a game walk.
1: <laughs> 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 but having said that, um, I think I think Montana's road is is pretty nice. Um, Delaware, I don't. I mean, I'm kind of assuming they'll beat Lafayette. I don't know what's going on there. Um, sometimes the quarterback looks good. Sometimes they don't. I don't know. I, I don't think that's something you can take into Missoula and win. Um, and then we talked about it earlier, you know, Furman, like, wh- what do we have there? Um, are they even going to make it past Chattanooga, Austin P? Um, I, I think that road sets up really nicely. Um, and the fact that they have it at home and that, man, that field is, uh, they bring it. Like, that atmosphere is insane. Like, I, I just don't see the, the way that, they're energized and um like that that energy turns to turnovers real quick and uh, it just you can ask montana state it it snowballs quickly <laughs> so yeah. uh yeah i like montana's road um i don't hate well yeah i don't know um that that's kind of a brutal upper right section there with the south dakota montana state um region uh i think i'm most looking forward to if Idaho Albany, I think that matchup would be fantastic. Um,
0: yeah.
1: Way looking forward to that.
0: But anyway, yeah, that's why I couldn't pick Idaho because I'm with you. I think it's Montana because uh, we'll take South Dakota State's going to walk through that top that top left. I mean, I think, Gardner- went-
1: I think it could be an interesting
0: game. I don't think they Possibly. Win, but the, the, the problem is I think Youngstown is a terrible matchup for Villanova. And there's a real possibility that we're looking at South Dakota state versus Youngstown state in the quarters. <laughs> and that's another massacre in Brookings. Oh, I, yeah. It's, it's <laughs> not even going to be close. And then you look at the bottom, you know, you Albany, I, I know this sounds crazy. I think you Albany out of all those teams is the one that matches up best with South Dakota state because I don't think Idaho is built well enough in the trenches to win a Uh, game against South Dakota. The way they struggled with Montana's offense and defensive line, it's going to be a field day in Brookings for South Dakota state. Now I don't think anyone on that side is going to beat South Dakota state, but because of how talented on the line of scrimmage, especially defensive line wise, you Albany is that would be a super interesting matchup with how well they defend the run. But I think, I think it's Montana. Like you mentioned Lafayette, I don't think it's getting past Delaware. If they do, I, they're not going to Missoula yeah, and beating yeah. the Grizz. And I don't think Delaware is consistent enough this year, especially with their quarterback situation. Also, Yarns is still not healthy. If you yeah. take away their best playmaker, yeah, there's, yeah I don't see the Blue Hens going into Missoula and winning. Austin P. Chattanooga, I will be. In, I will say this: if Austin P. can stay healthy and get to the quarters. Mike Delelio is kind of the X factor in that one because he's been playing out of his mind over the past nine games. I mean, probably making the case to be a Walter Payton finalist. And I, I mean, I'm trying to think back to Montana's
1: six though, the last couple of Yeah, weeks. that's the that's the that that's the biggest me. issue. Like if you're gonna play Montana, like they're just waiting for you to throw because they're gonna bring pressure, they're gonna bring all kinds of blitzes, and if you're just throwing the ball up. They're gonna they're gonna turn that thing into points real quick.
0: Yeah, that's that's the biggest concern. Same with same with Chase over at Chattanooga. Like he's yeah. a hell yep. of a quarterback, but he turns the ball over a lot. And Furman, if Tyler Uff isn't healthy, that's a one and done team.
1: Yeah. If
0: anything, yeah. I I don't see the just making a run. Now I'm with you. The upper the upper <laughs> right section, I that's just gonna be a bloodbath, dude. They, I, I for Furman on it for a second, like, dude, what are
1: we doing, like? They they pretty much had two or three wrapped up, and we lose to Wofford. Like what? Oh, my God. anyway. And,
0: like, and I get the I get the excuse that uh, Huff was hurt. It's still like, and this is no offense to Wofford or, or their fans or anyone who listens to the show. <laughs> it's still Wofford at the yeah. end of the day. Like, no. what are what are we doing? At, like how bad? Like, because I thought Furman had a little bit of depth. I mean. Their quarterback threw it 38 times yesterday and did not get over 100 yards. I why mean, Why do we have
1: to throw it 38 times?
0: Like, it's not cra-
1: hard to hand the ball off. Like, why aren't we moving the ball on the ground? Like, what is – yeah, I don't know.
0: The most insane thing of it all is that neither team topped 190 yards of total offense. That's Both a- teams were <laughs> terrible yesterday. Gross. <laughs> and, and they couldn't get it. Listen, if you think you're taking that offense into Missoula, are you are t- thinking you're going to face Austin P? Yeah, no. What are we? I, I just that question. was just that was a pitiful performance. And I, I think Furman's saving grace is that they do have a strong defense. I think that defensive line is extremely underrated. Yeah. They're big, yeah. they're physical, but you got to uh, eventually, especially in the playoffs, if your offense can't keep your defense off the field, it's going to show eventually and you're going to start giving up big plays and you have two explosive offenses in Chattanooga, Austin P. can't have, you can't be on the field forever. And then God forbid you go to Missoula with that. That's not, that's not going to happen with how physical they are on the line lines of scrimmage too, but I'm with you outside of Drake in the top, right? I mean, good luck figuring that one out. Yeah. I, I mean, well,
1: first of all, that, that Montana state, NDSU game has to be the the highlight of the second round, right? Like yes. That's gonna be crazy.
0: I'm thinking about going to Bozeman for that game.
1: Like that oh, is man. one that's, I have circled. That's gonna be a great game. Um I don't I kinda think whoever wins that is kind of the favorite for me to get out of there. Um I just I know South Dakota's won a lot of games and they're good. Um I don't I wouldn't love them in a rematch with North Dakota State. And um, even if they host Montana State, I, I just think that the Bobcats have too much offense. Like, yeah. I don't know. The, I, the I, offense is not convincing.
0: Yeah, I could. And I don't like. Now, I like them probably against North Dakota. I think they can get that one. Sac State, if they, if maybe not now because they're trending downward, if they would have faced Sac State a few weeks ago, I would not have loved that matchup with how Caden Bennett was playing.
1: Well, so I'll say about Sac State. One, I mean, I think there's something to say for like you're kind of tumbling, but then you get in anyway, and yeah. it's like breath of fresh air, like okay, we can reset. And I I don't know, I kind of felt like everything started going down when they they switched over to that freshman Conklin. Yeah. They started putting him in and and then it just got really bad in Missoula. Um, it, I thought it even started all right when Caden Bennett was in, and then they went to him early. They went to Conklin early. I, I don't know. I think it messed them all up. And then yesterday, they had been starting Conklin, and it was terrible in the first half. They put Bennett back in, and they actually looked decent again. So yeah. I don't know. Maybe you know, maybe they got a
0: little bit of life back. They also got to figure out their running game. They have struggled to oh. run the ball, even <laughs> with uh, Marcus Fulcher coming back you got to run the football. And I think they will roll with Bennett, like you said. He came in through three touchdowns when yeah. he finally got back in the game and kind of brought them back a little bit against UC Davis. Uh, and, you know, it's tough for me, especially with how hot they are and because of what side of the bracket they're going to be in. It's tough for me not to see a Montana-South Dakota State national championship. It's, it's really hard for me not to yeah. predict because I said it on the last show on the live stream of Coach Fred. I don't see anyone on that side of the bracket going into Missoula in December and finding a way to win. What about North Dakota State? Possibly. The only problem is, is I don't trust their line to scrimmage this year. And that sounds so weird to say, <laughs> because I don't think anyone said that for like 12 <laughs> years, but I mean, their offensive line has been super inconsistent at times and they've, they don't have any playmakers on the defensive line. And that's, and I have to say this. I wasn't a super big believer in Clifton McDowell at first. The kid is dude, balling right now.
1: Did that throw that he made? I think it was in the second, first or second quarter, where he oh, was running to his right elite. and he hit Bergen on the post, going to the left. Oh, dude, I was like, that's that's a guy playing with confidence. Like you, you can tell when a quarterback like knows that his coaches trust him, and he's just out there flinging the ball. Oh man,
0: like it, he looks awesome. Listen. If I'm, if, I, this is gonna sound crazy. If I'm Hulk, stop putting the true freshman in. Yeah, what are we doing? <laughs> he he took McDowell out yesterday, and the freshman damn near threw an interception. Yeah, I was. Uh, it okay. just it makes Can you imagine no. He throws a pick six there. It oh. it makes. Oh, I would have been so pissed. I mean, because listen, <laughs> I mean, we disagreed. I know you were riding with your bob with the bobcats. I know. And, I know. I I, just they're just so hot right now I don't I will say this because this is a team I did want to address I'm glad they got in I know we both are but there was a little bit of skepticism that's North Carolina Central and they I'll say this I think they got set up perfectly in this bracket they get Richmond round one who is a team that they're not the same team that Morgan State beat week one but you don't think Central's a little bit confident knowing that Richmond struggled against the MEAC this year, struggled against Hampton, and that's a short trip. The Central fans are going to travel well. Central's probably going to outnumber Richmond fans. No offense in that game. And then the next round, you get a UAlbany team who is really hot right now. I think they're really good, but that team was, what, a play away from losing a Morgan as well this year? you got to feel good if you're Central.
1: Yeah, I so I love the, the first round matchup. I think of all the teams that could have played, I think that's they gotta feel good. Um especially because I mean Richmond's calling card is mostly on defense. So like you know Davies and them are gonna get it rolling and they're gonna put up points. So I, I think yeah, I think they got a great shot to beat Richmond. I, I don't know about the Albany matchup.
0: <sighs> yeah. If it was Albany at the at the beginning of the season when they were yeah. finding their rhythm, yeah. Different. Because their offense has
1: done a lot better. Like oh, they're man. they're they're starting to roll a little bit. Um, So I don't know. I, I think that's a tough matchup. But I mean, you never know. Especially like you uh, Albany's off for a week. They might come out cold, rusty. Um,
0: You know, maybe get up early, keep it close. You never know. So man, we'll, we'll we're gonna you know wrap it up with a, one last question or two, man. So we'll start here. Your your sleeper in this one. We obviously know South Dakota State, Montana are, are going to be the heavy heavy favorites to be in Frisco. Who is a team that it, it could be a lower seed? It could be a first round team that you see could cause chaos this year and make that run similar to that we saw like an in Incarnate Word last year or someone like that.
1: Okay, yeah. So I'll give you two. I'll give you a seed and then an unseeded team. Uh Let's go unseeded Chattanooga. Um, Kind of similar to Sac State right now, they're in. Um, I do think I don't know. I feel like you want to look for teams that can play defense but can also put up points. Um, I think I mean, they can score, so if they can get past that Austin P game, I think they got to feel pretty good about their chances going to Furman. Um, and then once you're there, I mean, you never know. Um, I don't think they would go and beat Montana, but. Uh, it's only one game, you never know what can happen. They got enough firepower to stay in any game, so um, that'd be my unseated team. And then, uh, going back to U Albany, I think as far as uh, a team that m- could make the semifinal, um, I think they just have the defense to do it. I mean, on all three levels D line, linebackers, DBs, they they got some special dudes on that defense. And with Poffenbarger rolling, man, like, I, I don't I don't think there's a team in that whole bracket that they'd be scared to play. Um, and I, I mean, I, I like Idaho a lot. Um, that that home field is not the same as going up to Montana playing outside. Like, I think that the fact that you're in a dome, um, I, I don't know. I I think that might be my favorite look ahead matchup, um, is you Idaho. I think that would be, that would be awesome.
0: Yeah, I'm with you on that. I mean, that would be, what, a matchup of the two probably best sophomore quarterbacks in the country? Yeah. Parker and in, in McCoy, who was one and two last year for the J Rice War, if I'm not mistaken. So that would be a heck of a master matchup. And I'm with you. If I had to pick a seed team that's kind of underrated, because I think people are kind of giving – uh South Dakota State, probably the two Montana schools, even though Montana State's a sixth seed. I think those are kind of really the ones that everyone looks at to make the run. I think it's UAlbany. I'm with you. The way that they've played this year, led by their defense, a young quarterback who is consistently getting better, they they have a loaded wide receiving court, too. they probably got three or four guys that on any given day can give you one to 150 receiving. Yeah. And they just playmakers down the field. They have a they solid run, rush. Say that again? Yeah, no. no, they just take
1: shots down the field, and I mean, you hit enough of those, they're going to create explosive plays.
0: And and like you said, I like their matchup in, in in their like region, I guess you could call it, because North Carolina Central obviously got Richard, but their offensive line has struggled to protect him at times. And if and if you can't block against that uab defensive line. Yeah, it's it's a problem, <laughs> and that's the same type of thing I'm looking at Idaho for. The, yeah. As good as Idaho has been, they cannot protect McCoy, and in the, their losses, that's been a real issue. If they could take advantage of it, plus, let's not forget, they have arguably the most impressive linebacker this year in Dylan Kelly back there, who I want to say is over 150 tackles this year, which is an ignorant amount of tackles in the season without even including the <laughs> postseason yet. They just have playmakers, and also their secondary has done really well, forcing turnovers. And we saw with McCoy, if you can get pressure, he's he can make some mistakes. Yep. That matchup would be the I need to see that matchup yeah, yeah. In, in in the quarters. That would yeah. be huge in the Kibby Dome. That's probably one I'd f- try to fly out to because I would want to see that one. But I like you, Albany, as my seated dark horse, and I'm torn between two for unseated. One's a kind of an obvious one, and that's North Dakota State, just because of who they are. And two, they get that they get they get kind of a bye week first right? Let's be honest, Drake isn't going to beat 16 them sixteen to nothing. Yeah, and no. <laughs> so they rest some starters in the back end of that game. But if they can go on the road and find a way to win in Bozeman, the momentum's going to be insane. Yeah, they would have That's... two consecutive ranked wins in the season, and a, a, a cupcake game against Drake, and then a win over Bozeman. If I'm anybody, North Dakota State yeah south dakota like any of those top three teams i don't want to see the bison rolling like that but then the other one is the team that's facing your dark horse and that's austin p just because you have to have an elite quarterback to go and win in the postseason and delelio has been playing out of his mind and also they do have some playmakers on that defense and they and listen you can't take away they've won nine straight games yeah, they've won close games. They've yeah. blown teams out. They've won in just so, so a multitude of ways. I don't think they're going to be presented with the situation up until they go to Missoula, that they're going to be probably uncomfortable. And like you said, that second round matchup against Furman, possibly banged up. I like that matchup for them. It, it, if they can play at 100% and if listen, if Huff comes back obviously everything we've said kind of changes cuz if Huff's 100% firm is a legit team and I would yeah. love to see that Montana matchup with how physical both teams are but right now I can only go off of what I've seen. I like Austin P to make a to make a run and if they get past Montana somehow and pull that one off on the road, man that, that that, that would have to be one of the biggest – that would probably be the biggest one in program history, but, man, Scotty Walden would finally have, have arrive. He's kind of been on the precipice of building something special at Austin P. He's been right there. If Scotty can find a way to win two or three games in the playoffs, man, he is going to be one of the best young head coaches in college football. Oh, yeah, yeah. That would be huge. I love it, man. So, final thing, real quick, give me your national championship predictions based on the bracket right now. Oof. all right. Um oh, I like don't want to be
1: Chuck, Chuck, but you kind of feel like you have to, right? So okay, I'll we'll go South Dakota State, obviously. Um I'll go I'll go Montana State.
0: Ooh. What was Refin- your final four in that situation?
1: Okay. Um well, see, that's the problem. Uh <laughs>
0: so, I it, bro. that's a whole other <laughs> Oh, so
1: let's go. Let's go. South Dakota State. Let's go Albany getting the upset. And then Montana State. I mean, yeah, it's probably gonna be Montana. So yeah, I mean, hey, they get redemption in Missoula. I think yeah. I think Saturday's game got out of control early. Um, I think if they can stay in it longer, they got they got a better shot. And uh yeah.
0: I'll take I'll take the podcast. I like that. Yeah, I like Montana, Montana State coming out of that side. Man, I'm so torn on that you Albany Idaho game. But yeah, I'll probably go South Dakota State, um, you albany in that one. I, like you said, I think it's South Dakota State, Montana. And I I just maybe I'm missing something with Montana because they are really high. They have a dynamic quarterback, they have a strong defense, especially at the line of scrimmage. I just I'll be very interested to see what the line would be on that game and if they could keep it yeah. close. So,
1: yeah, I, I, man, it'd be a really fun game. Um, I think offensively, Montana, they got so many playmakers. And and like you said, with Clifton McDowell playing like he is, um, I, I think they could put up points on South Dakota State. Um, I'd be a, I be I wonder about the matchup on the other side um, with Montana playing their 3-3-5 defense. I, I think it's a better defense against spread teams that can – they can pin their ears back. Um, they can create a little bit of havoc. I, I think with South Dakota State just lining up in twelve personnel running power, it's not a great matchup for them. Um, so I don't know how many stops they would get, but yeah, I mean you never know. If they can
0: create turnovers. Yeah, I I would su- sign me up for that, especially with the attendance. Oh, oh God, man, it be would be, be so. The atmosphere would be awesome. Yeah, but my like Frisco would have to roll in some extra bleachers because Montana's rolling <laughs> deep to that game, and I think South Dakota State fans to look at find a way to do back to oh, back, and yeah. they and they showed up last year. Man, I'll be honest, it was probably the first time in like national championship history that like North Dakota State was probably out. Maybe the James Madison James Madison brought a lot of fans. What was it, twenty eighteen, yeah. something like that? But yeah, so but like South Dakota State came last year to that game. It came down to Texas and represented. So, but guys – Make make sure to subscribe to the podcast, all podcast uh, uh, streaming platforms. Check out the website, si.com backslash college backslash FCS. I know my guy Timothy's working on some behind the numbers for the playoff preview. That's going to be awesome, man. So stay tuned for that. You can find us on social media at the underscore underscore blue bloods. And you can find me and Timothy on social media as well. But guys, for Timothy Rosario, for myself, for FCS Football Central and the Blue Bloods, we are out for right now.